I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's guest is a woman I met on Clubhouse. If you haven't heard of Clubhouse, it's a new app that holds live groups in pretty much any genre that exists, but you can find anything you really are interested in. You can listen, you can ask questions, or you can even be a speaker. You can be called up to be a speaker. It's kind of fun. It's kind of like a live podcast where you can meet people that are in areas that interest you. I'm part of many groups and have connected to so many amazing people I would have never met who live all over the world. My guest today is one of those people, and her name is Amy Lee Westervelt, the owner of Gratitude and Glamour. Such a cute name. She calls herself a dream design coach. We speak the same language. It is so fun to find people on a similar mission who want others to understand the laws of the universe and how much power you have as a human being and how easy it is to create a dream life for yourself. We get to have such a fun conversation today talking about everything I love and can talk about all day long. Her story is so fascinating and you will find that she is no different than any of us, but has discovered and believes she can be, do, or have anything. And she, just like me, wants everyone to know that they can too. She is going to teach so many powerful tools that I live by and want to share it to the whole world. <laughs> we are all one and we are all energy and love. When you learn how to ask the right questions, be in a place of allowing and stay in that high vibration and focus on the why, not the how, magic happens. I am so excited to introduce you to Amy Lee today. I know you are going to love her energy like I do and get so many valuable tools to create your dream life. So without further ado, please welcome Amy Lee Westervelt to the show. Welcome Amy Lee to the show. Thank you so much for being here on a sad, what day is it today? Saturday afternoon for me and an evening for you. Yeah, um, on the crazy. East Coast. I know. How are you? Yeah. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for oh, having me. Thank you. I said in my intro, I met you on Clubhouse. And, you know, I, that's such a fun new thing for me to go in these rooms and listen. And, you know, it's not every day where you go and you listen to someone. When I heard you, I go, oh, my gosh, she speaks my language. I need she's so direct and has the tools that I use. And I would love for her to be on this podcast to hear you know, for my listeners to hear somebody with your amazing story and where you came from and what you do for people and how I just feel like our hearts are in the same place of wanting other people to see how to create magic in life. And, you know, that we all have the same power. We're all one. We all come from the same source, right? 
So take me down the journey of where you started and the magic moment of where Amy figured out that she had this amazing power where you wanted more in life. Yeah. So I guess it all really goes back to when I was a little girl, I'm sure I'm going to get beat down for this one. But when I was a little girl, I wondered if I was the Messiah. Like I had these thoughts and these ideas that were just so powerful for being like five or six years old. And I just remember thinking like, am I the thing? Like, is that power inside of me? And, you know, growing up, I had a father who was happened to be a narcissist, but he also was somebody who was really into metaphysics. He had a girl that he kind of had a thing for that worked at the crystal store. So he used to take us there. So I got into that metaphysical stuff. He took us to the Vedanta Center. A lot of that I realize now was, you know, for other reasons, but I grew up very, from a very young age, being exposed to metaphysics and quantum thought and all these things. And they always resonated with me. And so growing up, I always just kind of had this twinge of exceptionality. Whether or not I felt like I deserved to have it was a different story. Thank you, narcissistic abuse. But I always felt this level of being different and having a different understanding of the world at large. And so, you know, like when... The secret came along when I was in college. And I remember I had these inklings of things that I believed. And then when the movie came out, I remember sitting in my chair and being like, thank you. Like, this is what I've always known. And so I started to kind of, you know, study that. And I think that like anything else, we fall in and out of things, right? Like, you know, one of the things, like when people talk about dieting, when you're dieting, you're losing weight and you're looking great and you're feeling great. When you get off the bandwagon, you start to gain the weight back and you start to get sluggish and you start to have the headaches and so on and so forth. Because diet is not necessarily a thing. It's a way of life, right? Like we talk about a cat's diet or a snake's diet or a fish's diet. It means what you feed them. And so that's the same thing with people. And so the law of attraction is the same way. The law of attraction and mindset are part of your diet. And so if you only do them for a little while, they only work for a little while, but it's when you make it part of your lifestyle and make it part of who you are, that's when you really see those consistent results. And that's when they meld themselves into your identity. So for me, I kind of dabbled in it a lot at the beginning, you know, when the secret came out, concert tickets, jobs, I wanted different little part, you know, car parking spaces and so on and so forth. And then I kind of forgot about it for a while. And I moved into a little bit more of the status quo. And like, I I know, you know, it wasn't until, you know, I was divorced, I was remarried, I was living in Alaska and I was just, I was done with the way things were. And one thing I've noticed about myself going through life is that I don't accept that I can't change my circumstances. I've Mm -hmm. never been a person who could do that. And I think it's, you know, part of it's my human design. I have the right angle cross of defiance. So if you tell me, well, you just can't do that. I just don't listen. Like I don't, I won't accept that. So when things get to the point where I no longer like the way they are, I always look for an out. And so of course there it was waiting the tried and true secret, right? And so 
when we were in Alaska, my husband had been special operations. You know, he deployed a million times and he was my best friend. I mean, we were like legit best friends. And the last thing I wanted was to spend my life away from him. And so I was like, this isn't going to fly. We're not going to be two ships passing in the night. Again, going back to that kind of Messiah complex of like, I get to make things the way I want them to be. Now, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I know that's what's going to happen because that's deep down. I think there was still a part of me that knew that I had that creative ability mm-hmm. that some people kind of lose along the way. So anyway, so so we're living in Alaska and I didn't want to do it anymore. And my husband kind of gave me an out and said, go figure it out, you know, figure out how to make the money I'm making and we'll leave. And I was like, done and done. So I went back to my trusty friend, The Secret. And I pretty much haven't stopped studying it ever since. The things that I learned, you know, the the way that my own personal, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but my own personal niche that I created for myself was all born of that moment of like, this isn't enough for me. And then the universe was great, ready to take your order. And I was like, I don't know that's kind of been the trajectory of my life. And so if I look back at it, if I look at it, my timeline from on high, I can realize that I had to have the life that I had of kind of questioning and, 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 you know, yo-yo dieting on the law of attraction to really understand it and value it the way that I do today. Yeah. Isn't it fun to look back? I always know when I'm really aligned and in vibrational, you know, all the things on my high flying disc And you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, look, that's what, look at what I was creating. Look at what was happening. Look at what I was seeing and who I was meeting, you know, all those things to look back at and to see like, I wonder why that wasn't why, you know, to always say, okay, well that came into my life, but I look now and say, oh there, that was an obstacle, but it was a gift. And then, you know, then you keep moving, but to, it is like a yo, I like that analogy, but you know, like it is like a yo-yo diet. You know, like you got to be on it. Like I'm on it every day. It's just, it's, I always call it a muscle, you know, and I teach that to my girls, like they started when they could talk, you know, or probably before with me, but you know, you just create this muscle and then you start to, you know, so that's where I feel like if you could teach what you do for people is understanding that it's not just a diet or a yo-yo thing. It's a way of life. It's where you live, Right. 24 seven. Absolutely. It becomes part of you. It has to, because as soon as you put it away and don't utilize it now, you know, you don't get to have the the benefits from it. It's the same thing. If you start pouring junk into your body after dieting, your body doesn't just go, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we know what to do with that. It's like, hold on. We, I thought we had this discussion. We weren't going to put poison in here anymore. What's happening, you know? And so it it works accordingly. I read the book. I don't know. Have you read the book? It's called get rich lucky bitch by um, Denise Duffield Thomas. Definitely a must have book. I mean, amazing. Love her. But one of the things that she says in the book is that she, even to this day, Every time she makes money, she writes it down in her journal, literally gives gratitude to every dollar that comes in. And she noticed she stopped doing that for a while. When she started to make lots of money, it became kind of tedious to do that. Mm -hmm. And so she stopped, right? She just was like, oh, you know, at this point it's, and guess what happened? Right. Her income started to go down. And so I actually have this little notebook that I keep right by my desk. And every time a payment comes in from a client or from a program, I literally write them all down. Like literally every single one, the date and what it is, because 
again, it's creating that diet, that mindset diet, and then you just get into the habit. And now all of a sudden, when you're creating it as part of your life, it doesn't feel so foreign. It doesn't feel like magic as much, which don't get me wrong. Magic is fantastic, but magic also has a surreal component to it. Right. The more that you can make the magic, the mundane, Mm -hmm. the more your subconscious is going to believe it and accept it. Right. Right. I mean, Harry Potter, after three years of books, didn't go, oh my goodness, I just turned that into a frog. He's like, yeah, you know, that's what happens when you flick your wrist and you say these words. It was understood. (laughs) Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no big, like, aha moment. I mean, maybe with new spells, but old ones, he's like Lumos. Like, he can be like, you know, checking his messages on his phone and he's over here turning lights on. He doesn't care. Right. And so it's kind of the same thing. It is the same thing. So go back to, okay, your husband tells you, well, you figure out how to make this money and I'll be done. We'll be out of here. We can leave Alaska. So you say, oh, thank you. You don't know who you're messing with because I will. Because <laughs> now knowing you, like if you tell somebody, like if I tell Amy to figure out a way, you will. And I love that is so, you know, it just shows me how you've gotten to where you are today because that is in you. And Gosh, to think of finding a man that sees that in you and just says, go, you know, and it's like, I trust you. I know you will. So do that because I love that story. Finding a man or attracting a man, right? So I'll tell you this story. And then if you still want to hear that story, after I got divorced, my best friend and I kind of got divorced around the same time. And I lived in a different part of Massachusetts and I would drive home on the weekends and hang out with her at her house. And we'd, you know, do girly things and we'd eat food and watch TV and all this other stuff. And again, coming back to the secret, I remember thinking about how have I created everything I've wanted in my life? And I was like, well, I had to visualize it. I had to see myself there. And at the time there was this Taylor Swift song is called Mine. And she sings in the, and there's a music video that goes with it. And she's got this amazing guy and they have this relationship and she's got all these demons from before and from, you know, her parents and whatever. And, you know, she says, I can see it now. I can see Uh, it now in the song. Yes, I can see it now. And so I started to think about like, okay, what will that look like when I can see it now? And so I, you know, I mean, I'm with my best friend on the weekend, there's no makeup here. So we're wearing, you know, I'm wearing my glasses. I probably look like I dripped out of someone's nose. I take my glasses off and I just sit there and I start rubbing my eyes and I'm like, I can see it now. I can see, but what is it that I see? What do I see? And so I started thinking about all these different things that I wanted. Well, he definitely has a good relationship with his parents, but he's really kind to me in front of his friends. And maybe we're driving along and, you know, he's holding my knee and like smiling at me. And, you know, maybe, you know, and I started thinking of all these attributes of this ideal relationship and what it would be like. And I just kept saying that to myself. I can see it now. I can see it now. I can see it now. And so I was working in Boston at the time And I had always wanted to move to Savannah, Georgia, like my whole life. I always wanted that. And so after I got divorced, I figured, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to look around, look at property, look at, you know, all this stuff. And then I decided to Google the zip code and go on a dating site. And so I went on a dating site, typed in the zip code for Savannah and up pops this gorgeous guy. Kind of looked (laughs) a little bit like tough, but that's okay. Right. And so I read his profile and his profile said, I have five kids and I love them. If you have kids, I'll love them too. And I was like, wow, that's really powerful. And so I decided, you know what? This guy just needs to know he's doing it right. You know, he lives far away. I know he doesn't want to date me or anything, but that's fine. 
So I messaged and I said, you know, hey, I just want to let you know, I think it's really great what you said. I live way too far away. I'm in Boston, but I just wanted to make your day and tell you, keep being awesome. Well, sure enough, he was online. And so we started writing back and forth. And then, you know, that turned into talking on the phone, which then turned into, you know, me getting up the courage, you know, because I told my best friend, same best friend. I told her, I said, you know, I don't know. I feel like I really like this guy. She's like, you got to go out there and find out. I was like, but what if he's a catfish? What if he doesn't really, in these pictures, right? he looks really hot in these pictures. No, I know. You know, and I remember so, those days. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Oh, what are you thinking? Like you put that picture up, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And just different angles, you know, sometimes you never know. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure I did too. I mean, I'm not saying for any, anything that I was perfect. So I, I messaged him and I said, you know, Hey, I have this weekend off. I normally go to the Patriots day game, the marathon Monday Red Sox game. But, you know, I was thinking of maybe taking a trip to Savannah and he goes, Oh yeah, well, I'm actually not going to be there. And I was like, Oh. And he's like, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh visiting my best friend and my sister. I'm on block leave because, you know, I'm deploying in May. I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, but you can come to Pittsburgh if you want. And I was like, so I booked a plane. And I remember getting to Pittsburgh and I got off the plane and he texted me. And he said, what car rental are you at? And I didn't want him to see me before I saw him. So I lied and said I didn't know. Because right. I figured I'd go downstairs and I'd look for where he was and I'd get the first look. So I said, I didn't know. And I start going down this escalator and I'm going down and I'm about halfway and I lock eyes on the most incredible man. I mean, like energy wise eyes, like looking at me, like literally like laser focused. And that was the moment that I knew that like love at first sight is hundred percent. And we were just like, that was it. And I say all that, you know, aside from the story you actually asked, because I truly believe that I manifested the person who would be in agreement with the way that I wanted to do things. You know, like I manifested a man who would have the attributes that I needed him to have in order for me to be my best self. And I hadn't always done that. I had dated so many guys that were just not in congruence. And then I was like, well, what do you even really want? Because how can you blame all these people for being the wrong fit if you don't know what the right fit is? Exactly. And then once I figured that out, it was almost instantaneous that I met him. But anyway. Clarity. That's, but see, you already knew what you wanted. You knew you had the whole vision you'd done. So when you go down the escalator and you see him, you know, it's not like he would (laughs) have, it's not like it just, it's almost like it had to be that way. Cause you just know like there he is. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right there out of my dreams. And I was like, well, that's it. And I remember just driving around, you know, he was driving our rental car and I was just staring at him and he's staring at me and we, we went to dinner and like, it was just every oh. moment. I mean, it was only a weekend. And, and then at the end he dropped me off at the airport and I said, so what do we do now? And he goes, well, you moved to Savannah and we get married. And I was like, Okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) And so we did. And yeah. So fast forward a couple years to your original question, but I had to give you that backstory. You had to know who this man is. So we were there and he goes, okay, will you figure it out? So I started researching and going back to my tried and trues, the secret. And he actually found the the infomercial type, whatever seminar, You Were Born Rich, which is by Bob Proctor from the 80s. Mm -hmm. The hokey words and the cable knit sweaters. But we watched it together and he was just as into this as I was. And we started to build our dream together. 
And we started to build, you know, we were doing Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. And then we just started, you know, we were on the same team and we were so head over heels in love and we just wanted to get out of there. And so everything just aligned. And it took us probably, I'd say conservatively about nine months before we were making probably making five figures a month, make high of five figures a month. And then I think it took us about a year and a half because we had to wait for Congress to like approve him resigning and all that. It was kind of like a lot of red tape for us to get out of Alaska, but we did a whole two, two years there instead of three years. And then we came home and it was, yeah, it was incredible. And Oh man, I mean, just it, it's great to have that and know how to use that. But I'll, and you know, this more than anybody, being able to impart that to other people and seeing them discover the secret for the first time. Right. It's like, you probably read on my website, but my dad used to, we'd go to the the mall and they had those seeing eye posters where you're like, kind of like, yes, I love your those. eyes. And yes. Like those. I love my dad memory. would stand there for like hours and just help passerby see that like he like got off on that. He was huh. like, and it's starting to take on depth and width. And <laughs> I'm like, dad, can we go to Radio Shack? Like oh, funny. we've been here for 25 minutes. Like what's going on? But it's true though. When you get to be part of somebody's, you know, awakening of like, oh my God, I get to create my whole life. That's the payment. And then you're like, oh, so huge. Yes. Yeah. You know, just to even see people go, you mean, I don't just have to wake up and go to work and come home and have dinner and go to bed. Like there's more to life. Like, you mean, I can actually have something that would make me happy and want me to have more in life. And, you know, it's like, as soon as you see this little switch come on and there, and I say, yes, it just, it fills your soul and knows why that's like the reason why people were here to do that, to open these eyes, to see that, that they can do that. Oh, I love it. Keep going. There's no shoving back in that box either. There's no, once they know. Yes. I love it. Keep going. Okay. I want to hear this, finish the story of the network marketing and how you Right. Yeah. So I ended up joining this network marketing company and I remember I was laying on the bed. My husband had just worked like this, like he worked like three every other day staff duty. So that's a 24 hour shift. So 24 hours sleep, 24 hours sleep. Like they were just, they were destroying him, but we got the last laugh, didn't we? And so I was laying in bed and I looked and I pretended there was this map of the United States on the ceiling. And I was like, I'm going to have a consultant here. I'm going to have one here. I'm going to have one here. We know these people over here, they're going to join the team. And, you know, suffice to say, every one of those things came to fruition. We ended up buying this beautiful house in Georgia. When we moved home, you know, we have a movie theater in the house, six bedrooms, two acres. I have five beautiful children. You know, we paid for our car and cash. I mean, we the things that we were able to do, the traveling we got to do was phenomenal. And then, you know, something happened, the the company and I, we just went in very different directions. I genuinely wanted to empower people to change their lives and to feel like they had the power to do that. I believe that company wanted people to see the company as the channel by which they were changing their lives. And I thought it was the other way around. And so we didn't see eye to eye on that. So I had to make a decision. So one day I was sitting in my office and I was just, you know, I was just done. <laughs> and I remember hearing this little voice in my head, which I think was God. And it was like, Hey, I need you to take this company and put it on the altar like Isaac. And I was like, what? <laughs> I need you to put this company on the, just trust me. You trust me. Right. And I remember hearing that story, you know, all the way back to like the jolly fisherman. And it's like, well, I know there's supposed to be a lamb in a thicket, 
So it was oh, like, funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, sure. Whatever. So I went to my husband. I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm doing this. And it was right before Hanukkah and it was, you know, time to buy presents and we didn't have, you know, companies like that don't want you to have any kind of savings. They want you to blow through it every month. So you're hungry. So that you have oh, to stay dependent on them. Got it. And so huh. you didn't have anything to, you know, to, to claim for anything except the house, obviously. And, and I did. And long story short, I went out, started my own coaching business, which was a little terrifying at first. But the more that I put myself out there, the more that I told my story, the more that people got to feel my energy, the more they were like, okay, wait a second. This girl, not only did she do this, but she can help me do this. Right. And then people started to replicate. And then word got out that, you know, my methods were good. And that was when I was still doing the empath coaching. And then I said, you know what? I love empaths. I love working with empaths. But honestly, I don't want to just teach an empath how to be an empath. Like, I feel like we know that already. I want to do something that's, you know, that's actually going to be constructive. And that's when I realized that empaths and highly sensitives, we don't tend to dream big. You know, we're just so worried about everybody else where I like to call it stuck, but not starving. Right. We're not happy, but we just don't really feel like we deserve to have more. And that's when I said, you know what? The thing that Bob Proctor said during that infomercial years and years ago was, what do you really want? And I remember thinking I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And how many people out there don't How many? Exactly. So many. Yeah. Or even take the time to think about it, you know? They don't even know or think it's possible. Taking the time to think about it. Right. Yeah. I love it. So you worked with empaths because you have that sensitive, you know that you've had that your whole life and you see the need for that. So you're like looking at your, like your avatar. Like, so you're like, I'm going to niche down and work on with these people. And then it evolves to what now? So I still work with empaths, highly sensitives, creatives, but I work specifically on my niche that I designed called dream design where I literally help people figure out what they really want. And then I help them figure out what's blocking them from manifesting it. So for example, I could tell you a story yesterday. I was working with my dream design accelerator clients and this one gal literally came and I I stopped her in her tracks and told everybody to listen. And she said, you know, I really want this incredible life of wealth and happiness and blah, blah, blah. But I'm afraid that all the, you know, women that have that are bitches. And that's the second time I've said bitch on your podcast. Sorry about that. <laughs> that they're, you know, that they're not nice people and that they're stuck up and blah, blah, blah. And I said, see, guys, you see this? She literally just said, I'm yeah. not manifesting my dream because this is my limiting belief. Yeah. So what happens if we go in and dismantle this limiting belief? There's a straight line between her and what she's trying to design. And so they were like, oh my gosh. So that was really powerful. But yeah, so that's really what I do is I help people. I say, okay, hold on. I don't want to hear what your mom wants you to want. I don't want to hear that you want it all. I don't want to hear what you don't want. Can you dig down deep and tell me what you truly desire? What is your soul's, your intuition's purpose in this life? Why did you throw on the skin suit and sign on the dotted line and say, I'm coming to earth? What was that purpose? And that's what we get down to in the sessions. And it's so mind blowing when people realize, like I do this thing called the dream design intensive. And it's like, I have them make their own Pinterest board, but then they use the symbolism in the Pinterest board and I can read it, right? Because I'm, you know, you found out from one of my podcasts, I'm psychic. <laughs> and You're so psychic. I, yeah. I'm and a life so, coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. A psychic coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. And claircognizant. And so oh, yes. I, I read that 
And then I kind of help them figure out what it is that they're trying to create. And that's when the magic starts happening because sometimes they know, sometimes they're like, well, I kind of thought I maybe wanted to do that, but I didn't realize it. Or we'll just take something and totally spin it on its side. It's the most invigorating work I've ever done in my life. I feel so humbled to be part of it. Oh, isn't that amazing? You know, that reminds me because I have my kids because I I was telling you that I work with the teens and the, I've worked with eight to like 23 year olds. It's definitely a tailored course toward each one, but it was, so we do a dream board. We do a vision board one on our goal setting week. And this one girl, she's in ninth grade and she wanted to go to USC. And I said, okay, let's, so I'm trying to show her because she's never done a vision board. So she puts it up. And then she said she plays lacrosse and she wanted to make the team for the ninth grade freshman, you know, because it was getting ready to do the tryouts. I go, great. Okay, let's put something, create something that shows a letter saying I'm, you know, like with your name on it that shows you made the team. Right. And then she kept going back to going to college and why she's doing lacrosse. I go, why don't you just get a scholarship at USC full ride? And she goes, what? I can really do that? I go, of course, but her whole energy shifted because she's like, I didn't think I could do that or that's even a possibility. I go, yes, go get a piece of paper, put down full ride scholarship to USC on your vision board. You don't even have to put lacrosse on it because you'll just get one, (laughs) you know, like that is just to see, but that's where I know what you're talking about. It just makes me, when I see them get it and they start going, really? Mm -hmm. I said, yes, you can be, do, or have anything. Stop it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have it in you. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Had to put my little. No, no. I love that you're sharing too, because I feel like I tend to sometimes have like diarrhea of the mouth and just go on forever. So it's good that it's back and forth. And I love learning more about what you do too. So that's no, that's great. It doesn't have to be the Amy Lee show by any means. No, I know, but it's fun to, I just, it just hit me. It was like, oh, I know. I love doing that. I love it when people get that light bulb and you push them to see there. there's no limits. You know, all the the things that limit you are only things that you believe that do, you know? Right. And, and you know, that's by design. I actually made a Facebook post about this today and that's by design. You know, there there is a very real energy that's trying to keep us from thinking that we have the power. It's trying to keep us stuck. It's trying to keep us dependent. It's trying to keep us inside of a system. And it's now at this time of history that we're seeing, I mean, people are having spiritual awakenings, never mind having to meet with anybody. It's just happening. Mm -hmm. You know, we're moving to a new dimension of thought. And anybody who says, well, that's not true. Okay, well, tell me what people thought about in medieval times, because in medieval times, people would have as many thoughts in one year that they have today in one day. Right. So to say that we're not evolving as a computer, as a mind would be a a complete misstatement. Totally. Every single person that I've been interviewing, it's all this whole thing. There's, it's so consistent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here we are, we chose to be here during this time. There is a reason we're, I'm sitting here with you. There's a reason we have these people that are all understanding that and that we're moving on to this next and this, everything that this pandemic in my mind, you know, things that need to change and move to the next level, which we all have to change. We all, it's not going to be the same thing all the time has to collapse, you know, has to come to this place where it involved everyone. So Mm -hmm. if people get like, yeah, we all had to, this had to happen to get us to, which everyone is telling me the age of Aquarius. Is that what you're looking at? Is that how you see it? 
think, well, we call it like the fifth dimension. Yeah, the fifth um, dimension. But I think, yeah, I think it is the age of Aquarius, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Yeah, right. For sure. But, you know, it, you make a good point. Like everybody's saying it because it's happening worldwide. And, you know, we can look at it like because of COVID this happened, or we can look at it like we orchestrated this ascension and COVID is how the collective chose to frame it. So we would understand it from a humanistic perspective. Right. You know, there's two different ways to look at it. Like it's either, well, this caused this to happen or this was due to happen anyway. It was divinely inspired. And this is just the frame that we decided to put around it to right. make it make sense for us. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. And I love to know how, when you watch people during this time, this last year and all the things that we, you know, now coming out of it for California, for sure. Like it's very new. I'm sure you haven't been as deep into it as we have in California, but you know, you, you start to see the people, I can tell a difference and their gratitude for life. You know, I mean, even our family, like everything that we used to do, that we couldn't do for a year. I mean, it's like, thank you, God, for showing what we get to do in this life. You know, Mm -hmm. thank you, God, for showing us this, you know, like this whole time has completely shifted everyone. And it almost, it it kind of is different. I mean, everyone's going to handle it differently, you know, because we all have our limiting beliefs and what we, Mm -hmm. you know, we carry on to do this. Mm -hmm. But to say in, in my mind, like to see the gratitude and to be focused on the beauty and the gift of the one year, you know, that we had to, you know, I'll sit around and look at life and transform yeah. into and go this within. Next, yeah. And go within. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. I just, every day I was like, thank you for this time. I, you know, what, who was not saying, thank you for being with my family. I know people lost family members and, you know, and I, that's awful. You know, I mean, I have so much sympathy for that, but you know, here we are together and you know, what can we do? What, where are we going to go? What are we going to do with this? Cause there's, you got to do something with it. It's your choice. We all we have is choices, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me, I want to know, like, yeah. so when someone comes to you and they're, cause I get even just my older kids getting out of college, kind of, you know, I was lost and, you know, all that stuff, like in my twenties, not knowing, you know, it's here we are. And I went to college and now I have to find a job, right? Well, the job, you know, people make it sound like, you're going to go to the yellow pages in my life, or you're going to go call people and see if they have any kind of openings. Are you going to look mm-hmm. at now, you know, on all the job sites, but they don't think out of the box, but I know you do that for people. You help them understand, like, it doesn't have to be in a job, you know, description. You don't have to find that. And I love that because I feel like you open people up to their creative side and to see what really like puts, you know, that's they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what a gift to know that early, you know, to know that in life, period. Mm -hmm. So go with that. So, you know, I think of all the tools that we know with the laws of the universe and, you know, what we use the visualization, we use the feeling. And I always say to the, my kids that I coach and teach that, you know, it's the feeling, get to the feeling part. What do you want to feel like Mm -hmm. when you get to the feeling and you get that feeling? Mm-hmm. then that's all like, I love how you talk about even, it's really not about the money. If you wanted $10,000, you know, that's what I love. So will you go on to what you, how you handle all that and teach the laws of the universe and all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, that's like a hundred questions in one. I know. <laughs> so just go. <laughs> okay. So, well, first and foremost, in terms of figuring out what people want, I like to think of it like this. There's choosing and there's designing. 
when we choose, we look at what's available and we settle for what's out there. So like what you're talking about with like going on Indeed and looking at what jobs are available as opposed to when we design something. So I like to think of it like if you go to a fancy restaurant and you go to a chef's table, you sit down, you're in the kitchen, you get to see everything bustling. They come over, they talk to you, you have this fantastic meal. And then at the end, they come over and they say, what would you like for dessert? And you start to tell them and you say, well, you know, I really like chocolate. Chocolate's my favorite, but you know, I'm gluten-free. So I want to do flourless, but then I also kind of want, you know, raspberry is a great thing. And if you could do some kind of flambe thing, that would be awesome. And they're like, okay. And their eyes get real big and they go into the kitchen and they do their thing and they come back and they put it in front of you and you take a bite of it. And every piece of that was orchestrated by you, right? Like you're the one who picked the raspberry. You're the one that said it was going to be gluten-free and you're the one who decided it was going to be on fire when it came out. So there's this satisfaction in you that this is congruent with what you decided. Completely different than when you're in a, a restaurant and somebody rolls that little cart through with all the pieces of cake that have been hanging around all day. And you look at that chocolate one and say, you know, I like chocolate. So you grab the chocolate cake, you put it in front of you, take a bite and it's mint julep. And you're like, <laughs> I don't even like mint julep. Right. Because you're picking from what's available. And that's what we do all day long. And that's what the world wants you to do. It wants to give you its choice for you and then trick you into thinking you made the choice. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that at all. In fact, the the thing is, you know, when you think like, well, if I don't pick from what's available, then what if what I want isn't there? Well, what you want is always there because if abundance is really abundance, then everything around us there's more than enough. So your answer to what you truly want is there, but your brain doesn't know to look for it because you haven't stopped to think about what it is. So if you take the time to sit down and say, well, I want to work a job where I only work every other Saturday. And I really don't want my boss to be breathing down my neck. And I don't actually want to leave the house. And I think I need to make like $500 a week. Now, all of a sudden, the universe is going, okay, all right, let's see what's out there. Where do we, oh, this might work. And then you'll see that because your particular activating system is tuned into that opportunity. As opposed to, I mean, I don't really want to work every Saturday, but I mean, that's what's available. Right. And so people have this idea that it's one or the other, you know, that you can't have that, but you can and you do. And you have that divine ability to do that. And for whatever reason, call it scarcity mindset, call it power grab. There are very big powers that be that don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know you have that power. Yes. And unfortunately for them, more people, thanks to COVID or, you know, as a result of COVID or byproduct of COVID, a lot of people are starting to realize, wait a second, I don't need to get my information from you. I don't need to vote for you to tell me that you're going to protect me. I don't need to listen to you to get the answers. It's all inside of me. And then once you start to listen to that, you're like, wait a minute, you are me. And this is me. And that's me. And we're all one me. And the me that we are is supremely able to create and design our life. And that's when the magic starts happening. Yes. Amen to that, sister. Oh my gosh. You know, I go back to that reticular activating system, which I've known my before the secret, like I was telling you before, like I knew all these things. I would read the books. I went to these classes and finally I've taught the girls, we'd pick something every day on our way to school and they'd have to find it. 
and we, I'd show them, you can see if you pick camouflage, there's, we, we see 50 things that are camouflage. We pick up to the school and there's a lady with the camouflage pants, you know, so, so, so to show people that, you know, your brain, it's science, your brain, it's like, it's not just this woo woo, you know, oh, what this law of attraction, the secret, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it comes across to them that way. I can kind of see where people are the skeptical people are like, oh, sure, you just sit there and say it and visualize it. And, you know, yeah, you have to take action. But those are the same people that accept pharmaceuticals that they magically go in and fix your body. Those are the same people that have no problem having a Zoom call and thinking about the fact that you and I are literally as far away coast to coast as we could possibly fathom. And we're talking to each other in real time. There isn't even a delay. When I was a little girl, my great aunt had this thing that was like this little machine and someone would take a picture and then it would take like three or four minutes and it would send that picture to the other person. It was like Brookstone, like at the time, right? It was oh, like how funny. cutting edge. And now it's like, can you imagine waiting four minutes for a picture to show up? You would chuck your phone out the window. Right. No, no but, kidding. But it's so funny. People look at things like the law of attraction and say, well, that's bunk. But they'll look at something like this and say, oh yeah, that's totally reasonable. Why? Because there's a motivation not to support it. Why? Right? What would be so awful if people were like, yeah, the law of attraction does work because then they couldn't control people anymore. Right. Totally. It's powerful it. and Very. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I think about, you know, all the little tools and the, you know, being like when you're trying to figure out their, like their dream life and you put this thing together where they, you know, you do their little assessment and then they're still kind of, but how do you get them to be specific? Because I always feel like being specific, like even describing your husband, and I did the similar thing, finding mine. I bought a Hallmark card for five years. I read it every day, felt it. And then on our first date, he gave me that same exact card. So when I see that happen and I know what it was, because for five years, every morning I had coffee and I read it and I was so specific. Because I was married and divorced once too for a year. And I just knew that what I needed to do to get to see the person that I wanted, but to know that, or that was going to be like how you did. Like, I just knew when I met him, but I mean, he just added that card to the mix. I'm like, oh, that made it easy. Yeah, it is. You know, you are my soulmate because that was the card. But, you know, those little moments that when you're specific and the expectancy and all those little steps that you take to get to that place where you're like, there it is. Mm -hmm. Of course it's so there because you've been so specific, expected it, visualized it, didn't have doubt. Like I'll have these conversations with these people that, you know, question things or, Oh, why? I'm like, you just keep pushing it away, get to the place where you, and you know, that's still, Mm -hmm. like we said, the muscle, Mm -hmm. but you know, I want to hear your take on what I just said. Like, how do you go address that with people? So I think for me, the specificity of it, that's a word, right? Specificity. The specificity of it, I think, comes down to being able to see yourself in that identity. And so one of the things that I have, I have this free tool called the Dream Design Archetype Assessment. And it's basically you read these four different scripts. And each of the scripts is a different identity for you to kind of jump into for a minute to kind of see like what it would feel like to have that be your life. And so when it comes to specificity or being specific, right, just to make sure everybody understands that, (laughs) I think a lot of it has to do with being able to recognize yourself in that place. And so 
what I like to do is scripting, which I personally, for me, that works better than vision boards just for me, because I get to look at it as if it just happened. So I will write a diary entry like today this happened and I will talk about it in finite detail, right? Because I'm a writer. And so I will write about it from the perspective of how I felt, what it looked like, what it sounded like, what it felt like, and just really throw all my senses in. And, you know, some of the quantum professionals, you know, thought leaders, they've mentioned that the more motion there is in your visualization, the more your brain believes it. So the more that you can, you know, be in the dream house, opening the drawers and listening to the clanging of the forks and spoons and hear Michael Buble on the bows in the background and, you know, feel your feet on the carpet and all these things, the more that your brain is going to recognize that's your reality. Once your brain recognizes something as its reality, all it wants to do is find a match for that vibration. Right. So it has to bring more of that to you. So that's when you start to see yourself manifesting exactly what you wanted because you told the universe, right? You literally said, hey, this is what I want. Go get it. It's like, and I'm all about analogies, but it's like if you take a person and say, okay, I want you, you know, take two people and say, I want you to make me a cake. One of them, you give a recipe, you tell them where the store is. You tell them when you need the cake by and you give them all the pans. And the other one, you just go, make me a cake. Which one's going to make a better cake? Right. Exactly. (laughs) I love your analogies. So the specifics, you really just kind of have to think about what exactly is it that you want. And again, going back to what you said, and with my dream design blueprint, it really comes down to a feeling. So if you can start to feel that feeling now and really pour that into your body, what would you be writing about or what would you be thinking about or what would you be, what would it be that would be causing you to be so happy? It would be the thoughts and the affirmations that you had and it would be the tangible outcomes, the things that an alien could see if they were walking around, right? The evidence. And we tend to do it backwards. We think the evidence comes first, but it starts with that feeling. Right. For sure. You just really need to be crystal clear about the feelings that you're trying to create. Yes. And you know, the scripting thing, I had Royce Christian on my episode and he wrote this book called Scripting the Life You Want. Have you read that? I haven't, but that's so amazing. I love it. So I'm all about that. So ever since I learned how to do scripting, I used to, I mean, I write all my things in the morning. I journal, I do my gratitudes, but I've added scripting to my life. And I've added it to my course. So the kids understand. And it's about mixing the mundane in. So your brain goes, oh yeah, I had a hair appointment. And then, you know, then I got someone called me to be on their TV show. You know, like you could add that part. Or then I went there and I found someone paid me $3,000. You know, so you, so you, you know, how you, and how you feel and Mm -hmm. all the stuff. And, you know, you realize at the, at like three days into doing that at the beginning, I go, oh my gosh, I'm not dreaming big enough. You know, I am way low on that scale. Like I need to go way bigger because everything I had written for three days, it was all like, oh, there you go, Ashley. Thank you. It's like the magic wand, you know, mm-hmm. the genie in the bottle. Like, oh, you, you, that's what you want. Okay. There you go. Next day. And so we started doing it as a family and even Richard would be like, I need to dream bigger. I go, I know. Mm-hmm. And even Mm -hmm. like the girls will write their day out and, you know, I'll say, go a little bigger, you know, and then they'll come back and mom, it really did. Mm -hmm. But to see that when you write and, you know, the visualization and the feeling and getting that, all those little things in, and it's not hard and it doesn't take time. 
And, to have and that also built. recognizing that every level has a new level, new double, right? New level, new double. So I remember being in a clubhouse room one day and talking about this and Forbes Riley was like, really? Do your clients have, you know, Lear jets or whatever? And I was like, well, no Forbes, but you know what? Like they need to think about it from that perspective. So like, for example, in your new identity, you may have to figure out crap there are three cars in the three car garage and we have two in front of the doors. And I don't really feel like getting off the couch and walking out and moving the Mercedes to get to the Aston Martin. Like that is somebody's reality or, Oh no, Paris Hilton is having a baby shower on the same day that Oprah wants me to do her show. Which do I pick? That is somebody's reality. Why can't that be your reality? Right. Exactly. I love that. It is somebody's. And when you were talking about that, Forbes Riley, I was, I listened to her a lot. I'm in a lot of her rooms on Clubhouse. I mean, she's very inspiring. And I love, you know, sometimes when you, the way that, the way we think or the the whole, like some people go, oh my gosh, you're dreaming to, you know, like, aren't you okay with your life? Like you have an amazing house and you have these amazing cars and the kids go to this school. and And I thought, well, yes. And of course I'm grateful for that. But I, there's still more that I, I have t- this life to live. Like there's no limits. It's not right. about being greedy or, you know, thinking I have to have all these things at all. Why no, do you think and, people- and, you know, we talk about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So like there's all these levels of the pyramid. Only the first two are about like making sure you don't die. Right. And then there's a whole bunch more to life. And so we have this idea as a society that you're not really allowed to complain if you've got the first two covered. And I don't mean complain, but what I really mean is you're not allowed to aspire to more. And and that's actually where my, my brand name came from. So my brand is called gratitude and glamour, and it's all about being grateful for what we have, but being comfortable aspiring to more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'll share my mantra with you. I have my very own motto. It's only when we're at our highest vibration, taking optimal care of ourselves, do we do our greatest good in the world. Mm-hmm. So every time you go glow up, like go get your gorgeous hair done, you're at a higher vibration, which means you're showing up better as a mother, as a wife, as a coach, as an owner, as a, all the other roles that you play. So it behooves you to be the very best you, to d- drink plenty of water, to be, you know, well-rested, to, to be, you know, studying and be professional development and doing all the things to make yourself your highest level. Because when you're shining, right, we talk about stars shining, your solar plexus and all of that energy that's inside of you is literally bursting out of you and making your energy feel very big, which then makes your impact very big. So it makes sense for us to want to glow up. We want people to get higher and higher up that self-actualization ladder because that's where they start really making a difference. That's where the enlightenment happens. That's when they start actually healing the world. So why would we ever want to keep people down here? The only answer is that you just don't know how the rest of it works. Because if you did, you'd be like, you know what? I'm so glad you're here. Let's get you up here. Exactly. Because then you're more of an asset to society and to the planet and to humanity. Right. Oh, it's so true. What do you do? We're coming to the end, but I want to talk about how you raise. So you have this family, your husband had five kids before Mm -hmm. you have five now together. So 10 children. I need to understand (laughs) how you have this amazing business. You've created this empire in your, like just your makeup. 
you're going to go so far and for your age, like I just see you're just, you're this person that I can't wait. I feel so grateful to have met you at this stage. And I can imagine what this future is going to be for you. Like beyond, I already see it, see it done. I know you do too, (laughs) right? You already visualized it. So when you raise your children and you know how that's all this stuff is so important to know, how do you do that with, I know the youngest one's 18 months. Mm -hmm. And the oldest one is eight years old. Eight, eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. And you run your business. And I know your husband's a stay at home dad and amazing. And that you built this dream life. So you could do this together. I want to hear your mom tips, your, any tips that you have that you really feel that if people knew that starting today, it's never too late. And to know that you can start now. I mean, I'm 52. I, you know, it's like, I raised my children the last 14 years and, you know, I have all these little segments of my life, but I'm now starting, you know, last year, like this whole thing just started to evolve. And I thought, oh, I see, you know, you look back at your life and you put the pieces together and you're like, ah, oh, that's why, oh, I love that. But do people know, like, we're here to grow and learn and expand and move on to the fifth dimension right now. Like we have some things to do. We have places to go. You know, there's no time to be around and sitting and figuring out like it's being mediocre or thinking that this is all I can have. Let's go big. I want to hear Miss Amy Lee talk about her thing with her family because I really am interested in that personally for sure, how you do it with your business and your husband. And then any last minute must to know wisdom of you, Amy. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first of all, my five children, although they are my children, I recognize that they are spiritual beings on their own journey. And so my role in their life is to be their guide, but I am not their master, right? Like I look at them as other beings. They may very well be more spiritually evolved than I am. In fact, my 18-month-old, you know, he has special needs. He's not sitting up yet. He's doing better. He's almost sitting up. But, you know, he's not crawling and he's definitely not walking. But I truly and genuinely believe that he's a much more evolved soul than I am. I genuinely believe that. And so when I look at my kids, you know, I I speak to them like people. I say, you know, hey, I'm going to go do a podcast real quick. You know, you guys are at the table, watch TV. Just do me a favor. Don't be too loud. And they know that mom's podcasts are part of mom's business, which is important to mom. But they also know that if they were to, you know, come bursting in here because they had something happen that would be okay because I'm their mom first, you know? And so, so for me, it's all about just being able to, you know, as a child, I remember so many times just feeling like my voice was never heard. It didn't really matter what I thought. People's opinions of how things, like when I was 13, I accidentally put bleach in a colored wash. I just thought bleach was something that goes in the laundry. Right. (laughs) To this day, my mom still swears that I tried to sabotage the laundry. And it just drives me crazy that I can't ever vindicate myself that I just was trying to help and I didn't know. And, you know, I was a late bloomer. I didn't know how to do laundry. Nobody ever taught me, which I'm sure she'll be out there saying, yes, I did. I did teach you. Well, no, you didn't. (laughs) But anyway, and so 
for my kids, I never want my daughter to be sitting there and saying like, oh my gosh, she thinks I meant this. And so I, to a fault sometimes, you know, I listen to them and I try to understand where they're coming from and I try to over explain things. And I think that goes a long way because they see me as their mother. They value my opinion, you know, as their parent, but at the same time, they see me as another human, which Mm -hmm. means that I'm never going to fall from grace because I was never there in the first place. Right. Yeah. I love that. And then your husband and all, how do you do the relationship? Yeah. So he takes care of the kids and I take care of the business and yeah, he cooks all their meals. He does all that stuff. I mean, they play, you know, together. There's five of them. We homeschool. We homeschooled before COVID. So we kind of tag team on that. I only work from like between 930 and 11, depending on what day it is until about two o'clock. And then I take off from two to seven. And I spend the time with my family and I interact with them. I clean, I do laundry, I do whatever moms do. And then I come back around seven and come back and do the rest of the night for like my international clients and so on and so forth. If I have a program, you know, sometimes people work during the day. So I teach them at night, but yeah, I have a big chunk of time in the middle of the day that I don't do work. So it may seem like, you know, oh my gosh, she works all the time. And yeah, I mean, I'll check my phone occasionally, but that big chunk of time in the middle, that's for doing things like going to the chiropractor and having, you know, outings and so on and so forth. Right. I love that. So go, let's go into what you are doing now. So your website is gratitude and glamour, which is dot com. And then I have a children's book book. that's coming out. I saw that. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So it's called The Colors Inside of Me and it's all written, but I'm still working with the illustrator. She's phenomenal. And so we go like page by page. And so I'm helping her, you know, kind of conceptualize. I'll have to send you a couple of pictures. It's so cute. Oh my gosh. How did you come up with that name? Because I love that. Colors Inside You. It's all... Yeah. So the story just kind of popped into my head one, one day and I wrote it out real quick and I read it to my husband and he was like, this is good. And then a girlfriend of mine from actually from junior high ended up, she used to write books and stuff and she's a published author. And so she started her own publishing company. So one day she was like, Hey, you guys, you know, if anybody knows anybody who needs a publisher. And I was like, I have a book. If you want to look at it, but it's a kid's book. She's like, send it over. So I sent it to her and she's like, this is amazing. Let me get you a contract. So I ended up, yeah, so it's about this little panda and he doesn't have a name because he's a panda. And it's very interesting because the book takes place in a school environment, but nobody's wearing any clothes or anything. So it's kind of like, it's like they're animals in an animal school. But yeah, basically, you know, they all, they're supposed to draw a picture of themselves and, you know, use as many colors as they can. And he's black and white. And so he feels like he doesn't have any colors. And then it goes through the whole story of all the colors that are inside of him and his loyalty and his love and all the different things that make up who he is. And at the end, he's got this big old, you know, rainbow between his hands. It's really, it's cool. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, it's all that. about like affirmations and understanding like what makes up a person and how powerful we are and all of these attributes that we have that we're not just the color of our skin. Right. Oh, that's so important right now. I'm so into that teaching these children this whole idea of all the positive and all what they're made of, you know, how powerful they are, you know, that you can have anything and we're all one. We're all love. And we it are. Just learned We're all to... one conscious collective that just yes. looks like it's in a million different pieces. Right. And then the other thing I was going to say is I have a Facebook group. It's called Dream Building Entrepreneurs. And you should totally join it. If you're on yeah. Facebook, you should be there. Well, I um, just, well, I've been learning about you. And so I wrote that down. I go, oh, I need to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really the other place. And gratitude and glamour, gratitude 
underscore and underscore glamour on Instagram. Okay. So fun to meet you. you. Yeah, I know. It's so fun to watch you and so fun to see somebody that, you know, does every walks the walk talks, what she is so powerful. And just hearing you without seeing your face when we are on clubhouse, you just have this knowing and you're this will about you. I don't know how to describe it. I'm sure people tell you that all the time, but you do, you have that part in you that you knew back when you were little, you radiate that. And I didn't know that until meeting you and talking to you about that, but that is what you have. You have this knowing in you and that's what it comes across. And it's so beautiful. And to see people that see that in themselves and not having to like figure out how to draw it out, but you see it, which I feel like that's why you're so good at what you do because you can see it in others. So when you know, you know, you do. Instantly, I look right at you and I can see your highest self. That's what I see. And so when you tell me all the shortcomings you have, it's really easy for me to go in and negate those so that we can bring you up to that level. And then usually people get to that level and then it's, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, I love it. I love meeting you. You'll always be my friend. (laughs) You'll always be my friend. There's so much more we could talk about and we'll do another one one day. Yeah. And you'll have to come on my show too. Yeah. But yeah. What is that show? Tell everybody. So it's called Wednesday Wisdom. It's a Facebook show, but I guess now that I have that stream yard thing, I'm going to be simulcasting it to YouTube. So yeah, I have a YouTube channel. I just have to figure out how to use it. So funny. I'm learning to do that too. (laughs) Anyway, it's all fun and amazing and you're powerful and you're beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and I look forward to our continued friendship. Me too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.